for neighborhood fun and great pizza, stop by at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal Street in South City, St. Louis. It's just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery at the corner of Arsenal and Lim. Check out either their original hand-tossed pizzas, which are baked with mozzarella, parmigiana, and Mediterranean oregano, or their thick-crust Sicilian pizzas baked in olive oil along with Sicilian tomato filet sauce and Mediterranean oregano. They also have panini sandwiches, soups, and salads that can go along with your meal. You can also stop in for their brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cafe Piazza also brings fun to the neighborhood next door with the Benton Parkade, an entertaining spot filled with pool tables, arcade games, darts, and more. So head on over to Cafe Piazza and the Benton Parkade, located at 1900 Arsenal Street at the corner of Arsenal and Limp. Open Monday to Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday from 11 a.m. to midnight, Saturday from 10 a.m. to midnight, and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. This is In The Zone. They all want to know who, what's causing all this. In St. Louis, the talk of the NFL, a talk of professional football, is alive and well again. Now you got... You got Benjamin Albright and Albert Breer on the air in St. Louis radio talking about the possibility of football coming to St. Louis. But why is this happening? You know why? Because Derek King sparked the conversation. On the In the Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, Derek King Sports is in the zone. This is City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In the Zone, and this is the network. Palmer Alexander, aka the Living Legend, KIL. One that will kill, but kill still kills. Joining me on our celebrity line, sponsored by Cafe Piazza, is the founder of Gateway City Sports. He is the man that's causing all this. It is so good to be King Derrick K. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, my man. Glad to be on with you. So, I think, you know, there's been a lot going on. And um, there's a lot to unpack. We're going to unpack as much as we humanly can. But I know your phone has rang maybe a time or two uh, about this thing, this this lawsuit. And um, it, it it is driving the narrative in St. Louis sports media, and you are right in the middle of it. Uh, How has this experience been for you so far? Definitely uh, kind of an awakening, so to speak, you know, an an eye-opening experience, to say the least. Uh, It's fascinating to me the just how excited fans are and how they want all of this information and they wanted it yesterday and unfortunately just the way the world of information works you can only get out so much at a time and you don't obviously want to put the cart before the horse even though you might have information that might lead you down a certain path you never want to take your audience 
on that ride with you. You want to keep them factually grounded and you want to make sure that all the information they have is 100% the facts. And it's fascinating to me to where there might be a rumor that might come out, something might get said by someone, it gets picked up by major media outlets and they just kind of run with it. And then fascinatingly enough, in a few days, it just disappears. And it's always just this kind of really weird scenario where you have people asking, well, hey, I heard this rumor. How come we're not talking about this anymore? And it, even though the question gets asked, it kind of just goes silent. So you have a tendency to know where the fake stuff is and the stuff that's not really factual versus a lot of the stuff that you're seeing and hearing right here, right now that's been coming out as of late. That is the voice of Derek King. He is the founder of Gateway Sports Media. And listen, he, he definitely got his uh, break on the In The Zone Network. And just to give some backstory, okay? So uh, once the Rams left St. Louis, I stopped. The last thing I did as far as the Rams, I wrote a piece and it was a rebuttal from the USA Today. Uh, it was it was something about this in St. Louis. So you contacted me in 2017, right? Let's get let's get people up to date on on time. When was it? 2017, 2017, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, 2017. Yeah. So you reached out to me, and you still felt in your heart that St. Louis was going to get a team, right? Right, that's correct. So, Derek, um, we had Shane Gray, and Shane Gray, we, we we brought Shane Gray onto the End of Zone Network because we want to grow. We want to not be so in, uh, be so inclusive, not be a click. So, Shane Gray brought Shane Gray on board, and you know had some moderate success, and. But Shane got what he wanted out of it. But you came along, and it was kind of like, as they would say, a cold case, right? It was kind of a cold case. And then you're like, hey, I want to pick it up. I'm like, all right, here you go. Here you go. Because I was I was already set, right? Well, what I was, I've been saying the same thing since 2015 with Bob Blitz told me. He told me that. So... I have no other reason, and plus the research that I did covering everything. So I was comfortable where I stood, and I'm watching how things play out. But now, you're the guy, you're the man, you're getting the phone calls, and you know this is your time. And it's just I'm just glad that you able to to enjoy this and make the most of it. Well, you know, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, the the thing that doesn't need to get lost in all of this, um, where we're at, where we've gone, you know, everything we've gone through to get to this point, I want people to remember that when nobody else gave me an opportunity, when nobody else gave me a shot, that I was just this tin foil hat wearing crazy lunatic that's standing out there on the street corner uh, saying, you know, wild, crazy things and making accusations. 
Um, I had evidence and proof um, through documents, interviews, things of that nature. And whenever I came to you and I said, listen, I really think there's something here. And that was in 2017, like you said. And you gave me a platform and you gave me an opportunity and brought me along. And you in Arlington showed me what it was like to be a consummate professional. Okay. And so I want people to understand that where I learned a lot of my professionalism and how I handle these things has been directly from you guys. And even indirectly by listening to you on the radio, on live broadcasts. Uh, the old stuff that you did through the St. Louis American, uh, interviews that you did with uh, the mayor, Maurice Drummond, or you did with uh, Rams players when you were out there covering the Rams uh, all through the 20 teens. And so whenever I, I want people to walk away from this and understand that Palmer Alexander, the legend, and Arlington A-Train Lane, those two guys right there, in an essence, is what brought me into the fold, what brought me into this. And I don't want people to forget it. I'm gonna remind them of it every single opportunity I get because when the big boys would never get me a chance and when nobody else would give me an opportunity, you guys gave me, uh, you guys gave me that, uh, that lane to run in. You gave me, you had, I had a little leash and you let me know about it. And you, you just say, hey, you know, let's, let's see what you got. And I am internally grateful for that opportunity from you guys. That is Derek King. He's joined us on our Celebrity Lab, sponsored by Cafe Piazza, also produced by super producer Arlington A. Trey Lane. Turn your turn your mic on, because Arlington also played a played a key role because when Derek wrote his first piece, uh, you know, kind of picking up, just just kind of picking up the baton. Mm -hmm. And remember, I I read it. And then I said, look, I like it. Check it out. I, was like, I said, this this is good. And then you checked it out. And what a lot of people don't understand, want, I want people to know that it is a partnership. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I know what it says on, on the, 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 on my bio, CEO of the Zone Network, but, but don't get it twisted. We are in unison 100%. So a decision like that, I'm going to, I consult him on that. And, and I say, hey, what you think about this? Right. Uh, yep. And I liked it. And I was like, we need to find a way to get him involved, you know, on his own, do writings. And he did do some writings for us. And he came on the In The Zone Network, did some hits with us as well. One of them reaching over 16,000 as we speak today. And by that time, Derek wanted to do GCS and so we were 100% behind him yeah. that is the main thing is that we wanted Derek to get just as much shine as we did so and continuously we all working this together and that's the one thing I don't think people don't realize we all in this Gene Bonds too that's the big thing we're saying yeah, I mean the, the list of people with you guys and Gene and Ron Nuttall and I mean just I, I could sit here and name all of the people that have been so important to uh, In The Zone Network, uh, Gateway City Sports, XFL STL, um, 
I, I mean, the list goes on. Jason Spurgeon, Birdie, you know. I, he, I know he hates it whenever we say his name, but, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say his name. I don't give a damn. We're on your guys' show. We can say it. It doesn't matter. So, it's all good. But it, it's extraordinarily important that people have to – I want people to walk away from this knowing that, hey, all, all of us small potatoes, wink, wink, um, we all have to stick together because if it wasn't for all of us um, in this, uh, I, I hate to use the, the terminology, but it's just it's what we're referred to as um, uh, as small potatoes, you know. And, and but it's not true, and we know it's not true. We know we're media just as much as the big guys, um, and we have that opportunity uh, from a digital platform to be able to bring. Uh, this news and all of this stuff to, directly to the fans and not have to run it through these uh, these sourcings. It's, you know, it's just it, but we're also very professional about it too as well. We want to make sure that the fans are getting clear, concise information that's based in facts. And that's what we are all trying to do. We don't want to lead people down the wrong path and that's the most important thing. That's the voice of Derek King, founder of Gateway City Sports. The segment is sponsored by Cafe Piazza. And listen, Derek, you know this because I tag you. I say ask Derek King because, <clears throat> I, like, listen, I, I've said it a thousand times, and I don't have no problem saying it And outside of the Bob Blitz line. I mean, I just knew from, from the jump. Not not that how how it would go because I still don't know how it would go, but just the likely scenario that the only probable outcome for the NFL is for them to settle, and for for them to settle that is the cheapest option, and it just amazes me how people start getting the meat sweats and <laughs> and trying to uh, you know uh, losing their their, their, their shit and shit in their britches and worrying about if the NFL is going to spend the, the 34 team well, that means you got to get the 33 right? <laughs> right? Yeah I mean it's just the number just goes up and so I don't understand how simple mathematics can't be ascertained in this situation and people just can't look at this and go uh, the, here's the thing the NFL has needed to grow for over a decade they've needed to grow They've been backburnering it for quite some time. They cannot, they can't stay at 32. Um, they did a, a wonderful interview over on Conduct Detrimental. They interviewed Jim Quinn, who's a sports attorney. He has been for decades, I think over 40 years. Uh, he's written books on the subject matter. This guy knows his stuff. And whenever he comes on and he says, hey, we've done the math. The NFL could function and make a lot of money even having what was it the number he said 48 teams i mean 48 teams we're sitting here at 32 thinking well where else are they going to put teams they can literally put teams anywhere and the this narrative that consistently gets pushed by either nfl homers um or people that are backing the now los angeles rams because they just hate St. Louis for some reason and they want to make sure that we never get a team or whatever the deal is it's just not realistic when you look like Palmer said like, like you said 
when you look at the numbers and everything that's laid out in front of you, and you're not making a absolutely we're getting this, but I feel from my personal perspective, this is as close as St. Louis is going to get to getting an expansion team through this lawsuit as per a settlement. Now, the fact of the matter remains, is it still up in the air? What else does St. Louis want? If the team is part of that deal, what else is there that's laying out on the table that they're wanting? Is it a stadium? Is it practice facilities with that? Is it, uh, I don't know, throw a number out there, $500 million in damages? What is it? That's the part we don't know because we don't know what's going on behind those courtroom doors. We don't know if there's being com- if there's conversations between the two entities. The only thing that we could do is look at the factual evidence of what we have in front of us and make the best analysis of the situation that we can based off of that information. Yeah, and looking at what's in front of us. And again, that just that just caused me to shake my head how people cannot just read what's in front of you and it and, and, and it comes down to three scenarios and, and people still well do, do you think we you know we get a team or or you know what i think we should get a settlement you know what i think i think we should we should we should get money for the cities and the municipalities uh, i don't i want money for the fighter you know all these stupid conversations right because let's think about it people use your brain do you honestly think st louis city and st louis county which get along so well you think they're gonna get along mm. and split that money between themselves and think about it you got 90 municipalities in st louis county so that means you got 90 mayors that's gonna want a piece of that think about it that's that's right think about it people that's, a, that's absolutely right and when you have uh, everyone getting on social media and they're putting their two cents in and they're saying, oh, well, I want I want the big money. I want the NFL. Here's the thing. I've, I have conducted numerous, numerous polls. I have looked at studies. I have looked at the analytics of the city when it comes to population, where it's at, the growth, the median household income. I have looked at just about everything that there is to look at in the St. Louis market, not just in the city, not just in the county, but in the market, generally speaking, on the Missouri side of the river. And when you look at those numbers, I'm going to tell you unequivocally for a fact that uh, I don't think it's a shock to anybody that a majority of the population sits in the county and that a majority of the money sits in the county and you, there are billionaires that are out there that would love to get a hand on a team in St. Louis. I think the realistic opportunity for St. Louis to have the city of St. Louis to have a stadium in downtown is decreasing by the minute, not by the day, not by the month, not by the year, but by the minute. And I think the best plausible solution is potentially having a stadium in the county. It just makes the most sense. You've got several options out there. I think between you and me, I think we both know that there's a couple of opportunities that are out there that are at the top of that list. Now, it again, remains to be seen. Do you trust the city and the county 
with billions of dollars in a settlement when all they do is build trolleys to nowhere. Is that really what we want out of this? Is this really the road that we want to go down? For 40, 50 some odd years, St. Louis city government has done nothing but destroy itself. They've had ample opportunities to dig themselves out of this hole. How many times have we talked about city and county unification? How many times have we discussed a merger that needs to happen? But the problem is the powers that be that sit in the city want to have all the power and control, but they want the county to bail them out of their debt. You can't have it both ways. And when you have these competing entities that are running headlong into one another, it makes for a very bad scenario in a very bad situation. So when you're talking about landing an NFL franchise or an NBA franchise, and you're talking about getting that into, do you honestly think, and I know there's a lot of smart fans out there, there's smart fans that follow me, there's smart fans that follow you guys, and the smart fan looks at the situation and goes, the teams are gonna go where the money's at. Where's the money at? It's in the county. The teams are going to go to places that are more friendly to them politically. Where is that going to be? More than likely, it's probably going to be in the county. Okay, where is the best opportunities to build facilities with ripe, ready land that you could build parking lots, malls, movie theaters, restaurants, hotels, gambling facilities? Because we all know that's going to be legalized here soon. There's all going to be that stuff going on. It just makes all the sense in the world. That is the voice of Derek King of Derek King Sports and Gateway City Sports. He is the man in the middle. He is the man. He is causing all of this. So, Derek, who's been in your inbox? <laughs> oh, I get, um, the list is long, and if you've got an extra Fuck it, I'm going right so to it. Who's been in your inbox? I want some but names. I, I want names. I will, I will tell you that there's, there's been, yes, there's been a lot of people in my inbox. There's been fans, uh, some tremendous fans that have been in my inbox that have uh, just thanked me. Um, for everything that uh, that I've written and what I continue to do, and I say, hey guys, this ain't about me, because it's not. This this, this ain't about me. I've had people text me, hey, is this for your own uh, glorification? You know, just I, I'm just curious. Absolutely not. Yeah. I've been covering this thing for five years. Yeah. I have not gotten anywhere near the publicity of what I should have and to be frankly honest with you I don't really care because at the end of the day this isn't about me well you want to know who this is about and what this is about this is about the fans the fans that went to those games from 2007 to 2010 that watched that crap garbage product that they threw out on the field and paid $500 a ticket to do it 1995 yeah that? You know, any of those any of those fans that bought the merchandise from that time period and had no idea that that team was defrauding them and absolutely planning to move back to L.A. This is for the fans. This is for the people that were that lost their jobs, the concierge service, right? The restaurateurs, all of these people that worked in. From every level of the hotels 
that worked at every level of these things that had some kind of integration into having a, a major sports franchise like the NFL in your town. That's who this is for. This is not for me in my gratification or me to be able to point at people and say, aha, I was right the whole time. Now, there's factors of that that I will sit there and say to the people who said I was crazy for five plus years for saying all of this stuff and you're out of your mind. I look at them and say, how do you like me now? Because at that point in time, you thought I was nuts. And now you're sitting here, now you're reading the depositions, now you're seeing all the leaked documents, mm -hmm. now you're seeing all the factual evidence coming out. Now it is proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that the NFL and the Rams defrauded the fans, not just let's leave the city and the county and all this out of this, but absolutely defrauded the fans, lied to them, did everything they did. And let's not forget about the class action lawsuit, the two class action lawsuits that the Rams lost. They had to pay millions back to fans. They went back to at least bare minimum 2010 and found factual evidence that the Rams and the NFL intentionally poisoned the well in St. Louis in order to get that team out of the market. That's, this is who it's about. This is what it's about. I'm tired of hearing the narrative of that the city needs the money. The city has buried itself. The city can dig itself out. So, so I don't want to hear that. So, so, so that was the, that was that scenario. See, I mean, that's why I mean it sets it sets it triggers certain emotions, right? in uh, in people, and so it, it it pisses me off. It pisses you off when, when people say that, and we. So now, people, after just listening to that, do you really think that a financial settlement is going to be the way to go? No, it's not. It is an expansion team. That's it because they're not going to go to trial. They're not going to have you know everything that they've been covering up exposed. You know, the NFLPA got a hard on. They can't wait to see what those books really look like. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and you, you just said it. You know, hey, it makes you mad, right? It pisses you off. It makes me mad. It pisses me off. And a lot of other fans that are out there feel the same way. Why are you going to give billions, potentially, okay, let's say potentially, $5 billion to the city and the county and all of these entities for them to do what with it? Are the fans who are the ones that actually got screwed in this deal, are the fans going to get a paycheck? Because I don't know if there's a lot of uh, certain particular political backgrounds that understand how the economy actually works. Is that you put money in the hands of the people and then the people spend the money. And then the money goes to businesses, and then businesses take that money and they spend it or they put it back into the business and back into the community and so on and so forth. It's the circle of life whoa, whoa, when it comes whoa, to money whoa. and how it all whoa, works. Whoa, man. Stop, stop, stop. Are you trying to tell me that sports contribute to the economic growth of a city is that what you're saying yeah 
<laughs> I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty damned obvious yeah. that having a major sports franchise or two or three or four in your city in your municipality makes you money. It's a license to print money. The mo- they are admitting this in court right now. How many hundreds of millions of dollars? Has the city and the county complained that they have lost by the Rams leaving the market and going back to L.A.? So they can't sit there out of the other corner of their mouth and say, well, it just really doesn't make any financial sense to have a team because we've heard those. I'd rather have the money. If you have a team that's given to you, there you go. If you have a stadium that is built for you no taxpayer money no bonds guess what all of that revenue you're now generating in that when you play the packers and all those green bay fans come in they're staying at your hotels they're eating at your restaurants they're driving up and down your roads they're buying gas at your gas station they're going to your grocery stores they are spending their money from their market in your market When you play the Denver Broncos, it's the same thing. When you play the Philadelphia Eagles, it's the same thing. It's a natural product of what it means to have a major sports franchise in your city. And let's not even talk about the potential possibilities of all-star games, of Super Bowls, playoff games. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, wait a second. So, are you trying to tell me if you can host all-star games and then you can have, like, all these different professional teams come here and there are fans from other cities that come to St. Louis and spend the money in our hotels and then they get a chance to see what St. Louis is about, that gives us some civic pride. <laughs> no way. Go figure. Why, why be damned? What a shock, right? Why, why be damned? I mean, we we have this fantastic idea. Yeah. Why not just implement it? It makes all the sense in the world. And when you have billionaires that would love nothing more than to have their hand in an NFL franchise, again, let, look at the numbers, have done nothing but appreciate the fans, when you run a poll and you ask fans, and we've run several polls, and you ask fans, would you want an expansion team or a relocation? 70% of fans that respond to it or more say that they want an expansion team or a relocation team, right? Out of that 70% to 80% of people that say that, of those people say, hell, I'll take anything. I don't care if it's the Chargers or if it's the Panthers or the Saints. I don't care. I'll take whatever I can get my hands on at this point. But then you have that small little 20-30% on the back end, right? The people who disagree and the people that want the settlement. Or they say, screw the NFL. I hate the NFL. I don't want nothing to do with them. I can guarantee you those people have never watched the NFL. They've never been fans of the product. They've never been a football fan, and they could give a damn less about it. They don't care. 
So those individuals that sit there and say, I'd rather have the money, and I've had people come after me on social media and have attacked me and called me all sorts of things because I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about and I clearly don't understand how economics work and I clearly don't understand how these things work that if you got this multi-billion dollar settlement that they're going to put it into infrastructure. Really? Really? You believe that? I've got a trolley up there off of Del Mar that I'll show you that might change your mind. <laughs> All right, Derek King, thank you so much for joining us on the In The Zone show. Hey, um, and that was my fault three questions ago. Tell the people the best way to keep up with you. Twitter. Point blank. The, the number one best place to keep up with me is on, is on Twitter. And I, my, mind you, my Twitter's been exploding. I've got my, my fans have been going through the roof on that, but my Twitter followers and stuff, and I greatly appreciate that. Uh, that's where the latest and greatest information always comes from. But you have to make sure that you go over to gatewaycitysports.com. You sign up over there because we constantly have amazing articles. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm glad that you brought this up because we've had a couple of great articles that literally came out and as we're recording this on October the 9th, 2021. We've had two articles that have come out. Uh, one is written by me, St. Louis Has the Goods, NFL, It's Time to Pay fantastic article that I just put out there that I'm really proud of. Uh, and uh, another writer over there, Brian Swope, another fantastic writer that we have on staff. Uh, the uh, it's, it's the latest on the Cardinals. Why the wild card letdown bodes well for the Cardinals' future. Fantastic article if you're a Cardinals fan and you want to stay caught up on all the latest that's happening in sports, either in St. Louis, in the market, or frankly, to be honest, over the entire world if you will that's really the place to go make sure you check in to gatewaycitysports.com and check out all the great stuff all right Derek, thank you so much you know i wonder if frank is behind one of those burner accounts out there thank you so much Derek. we're gonna have you back on the end of zone show soon keep keep doing what you do man and look frank look if you are in his inbox just say it just say so you're listening to In The Zone, and this is The Network. This is In The Zone. He'll kill. Now, I don't know who's out there that follows Jim Everett, all right? Now, look, <laughs> some of the he be posting, I see in my timeline, it, it had me just straight scratching my head. Scratch, scratching, scratching my head. Now, look, I know he got dinged a few times. Uh, and, and I know he did the thing with Jim Rome or whatnot. Jim, good to have you on the show. Good to be here, Jim. Thank you. Check that. Chris Everett, good to have you on the show. You know what? You know, you've been calling me that for about the last five years. About two years, actually, Chris. Well. All right. Uh, but but I think you should just kind of just overlook him. Hey, you know what? Let me, let me say one thing. In that game, how many sacks did I have that we came back and won? You know what I'm saying? I'm a Jim Everett. Pick it up. He'll kill.
on the In The Zone Network. For neighborhood fun and great pizza, stop by at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal Street in South City, St. Louis. It's just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery at the corner of Arsenal and Lim. Check out either their original hand-tossed pizzas, which are baked with mozzarella, parmigiana, and Mediterranean oregano, or their thick-crust Sicilian pizzas baked in olive oil along with Sicilian tomato filet sauce and Mediterranean oregano. They also have panini sandwiches, soups, and salads that can go along with your meal. You can also stop in for their brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cafe Piazza also brings fun to the neighborhood next door with the Benton Parkade, an entertaining spot filled with pool tables, arcade games, darts, and more. So head on over to Cafe Piazza and the Benton Parkade, located at 1900 Arsenal Street at the corner of Arsenal and Limp. Open Monday to Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday from 11 a.m. to midnight, Saturday from 10 a.m. to midnight, and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. 